Hello, and welcome to Controversies in Church History. This is Derek Taylor, your host for the podcast. This is a little new item that I'm uh, going to start doing more frequently. This is a short. Uh, it's a little clip of some of my patron-only episodes, patron-only for a month. If you don't know, I do uh, the series, these longer series. They take more effort and work, so I reserve them. I give early access to my patrons on, on Patreon. And uh, the next episode that'll be available, it'll come available uh, to uh, to everybody in another couple of weeks. But I thought I'd give you a sneak preview. It's a little three-minute clip of me talking about Pope Benedict the uh, the Fourteenth. This is the series on Latinization. You know, uh, did Rome impose Latin and its customs on the Eastern rites? And um, Benedict the Fourteenth was a great scholar, Pope Prospero Lambertini, 1740s and 50s. And in 1755, he wrote an encyclical called a latte sunt, in which he talked about the Eastern rites uh, of those Christians in communion with Rome who were from those rites, and has some interesting things to say. Talks about, as many popes have, that they should adhere to their own rites, not be Latinized. And uh, the clip I also think talks about, um, he says, mistakes that actually Western Christians have made in in dealing with uh, Eastern Christians in the past. So it's kind of an interesting clip. If you want to hear the whole thing, again, wait a couple of weeks and it'll be out. That's Latinization. This is from Latinization Episode 2, the early modern period. So it's a sort of primer for what we're going to talk about going forward. But if you want to hear it, if you want to hear the rest sooner, you can go become a patron on my Patreon account, Controversies in Church History. Uh, donations are small monthly if you want to do that stuff, but thought I'd give you some more content uh, while uh, new episodes are coming and re-recorded episodes are coming. So, um, so enjoy. So there is this, um, there is this sense that yes, they have these ancient rites; they should be allowed to have them. He mentions very interestingly Greek, um, Greek Christians under. Um, Greek and other Eastern Christians under their, under Latin jurisdiction in Italy. Um, he says here, this is uh, Clement the Fourteenth, um, excuse me, Benedict the Fourteenth, speaking in his own voice here again. Quote: It is proper here to remember the churches which, in later, later times, different popes entrusted to Greeks, Maronites, Armenians, Copts, and Melkites in Rome. These still exist, with each group performing the holy ceremonies in according with its own right. Um, Later down, he says, wherever a dispute arises about the practice of the Orientals or the Italo-Greeks, Italo-Greeks are Greek-speaking Christians who've been in Italy since well before the, the Great Schism and remain in communion with Rome. Uh, the Apostolic See makes every effort to ensure that they correct what clearly needs correction, but states at once that it desires the Oriental right to remain untouched and unshaken in all other respects. In other words, Rome really does respect the antiquity of these rights. It thinks it has value. But because they've been separated from Rome because of uh, schism, they, they, they're suspicious to some degree of possible heresy. And so that's one of the things that's over and over again. I mean, this is, he repeats it again, um, the concern for orthodoxy. He says, uh, again, this is uh, uh, Benedict Fourteenth. We will declare freely that the Roman pontiffs, pontiffs have carelessly, carefully and tirelessly attempted to overcome the heresies which gave rise to the schism between the Western and the Eastern Church, and that consequently they have commanded Orientals to, who want to return to the unity of the Church to reject these errors, to find out if they really belong in union with the Apostolic See. Um, they tend to equate uh, acceptance of Rome's jurisdiction with Orthodoxy. And so you have this in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, coming in, in here. What's striking about this, by the way, and again, this sounds, some of this stuff would sound, you know, um, 
offensive probably to Eastern Christians, not in communion with Rome. He recognizes, by the way, there have been mistakes made, or they, Rome had made mistakes in dealing with Greek customs. He says he's talking about um, um, trying to do new new addition of the missiles for Greek-speaking Christians, Maronites, cops, and so on and so forth, uh, after examining them. And he has this. He says he says this about this process that the you know congregations of Rome were doing. He says the work was revised scrupulously to avoid the slightest injury to the Greek rite and to ensure that this rite remained unimpaired and entire. This course was followed, even though previously in their utter ignorance of the Oriental liturgies and rites which existed in the Eastern Church before the time of the schism. Some of our theologians whose expert knowledge was confined to the Western Rite used to condemn every detail which differed from this rite, unquote. So he recognized that they'd made, they made, they made, they'd screwed up in the past sometimes doing this, which, again, is important um, because it's sometimes urged, and I think this is much truer, uh, as I've said before, of the later modern period where there's this sense that, well, Rome never made any mistakes about this stuff and you just have to accept everything in detail. Um, Lambertini was too intelligent to make that claim. And, and to be fair, not every pope would think this way. They would make, I think, the fairly, fairly obviously not true assertion that Roman never made any mistakes in dealing with the Greeks. So this is, I think, a big admission by a bishop of Rome 